Hey, everybody. Just a reminder that if you're in L.A., come check out our live show. It's every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock at the UCB Theater, and it's only five bucks. Enjoy the show. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Please shut off your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. You guys don't. All right. What's going on? Are you guys okay? What just happened? That was really not united. You were all still shutting your cell phones off, weren't you? We can do it again. We can... Let's hear it from me! I felt like there was some confusion and that you weren't sure if the show wasn't starting, so then that made me unsure if I was even real. Which I actually, incidentally, have been feeling all day. Like that kind of fucked up balance between, like, am I a person? Do I matter? Am I doing any of this right? And the answer is no. I'm not sure, but I think no. Great to see you guys. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for coming out to put your hands together. Give it up for yourselves. We got an awesome lineup of comics. You can hear, they can hear you. If you want to, you can clap for them. I don't want you to feel like you have to stop clapping awesome awesome how are you guys doing good to see you how are you doing over there fantastic cheers Humboldt State University totally I don't know I have no idea it's a university right so it's like yeah it's a college yeah I don't know why I was like you know wait or was it just a university You're here and you're wearing your outfit that I love so much. Yeah. That's not a that's not a shaming. I really do. He's got a fucking great outfit on. I'm not shaming the white collar. You know I'm into it. It's my faves. How are you doing? What's with the chair on either side? Yeah, I get it. Lone wolf. I see your facial hair and your cool hanging out. Look how you hang out. Your one foot's just on top of your other foot. That's not even comfortable, but you make it look so cool. That's what I'm talking about. You're just right here. I'm going to sit right here. There's chairs, because who could possibly be cool enough to be my friend? I don't feel like I am. You're, you have a handsome face. Do you do uh, a, lot of, a lot of face work? What do, you, what do you do for a living? Are you uh, you're retired? Oh my god, you must be so rich. Because you're young, so if you're retired, what the fuck did you do before? Like, you have, I want to see, is your hair, your hair has a little salt and pepper in it, though, yeah? That looks so sexy on a dude. <sighs> okay. I mean, it's not working. As you'll notice, I am wearing uh, gray and black. So that's as much as I can do. Still really look salt and pepper. It's just a woman's version. Uh, I feel look, I feel so God. Remember 
the good old days <laughs> when we were young and we were... Oh, you, sir, you, you're raising your hand. Oh, my God, fucking yes, audience plant that looks like he drove a Model T Ford. You're so, you're so perfectly older looking, too. Yeah, well, and now you gotta spend it. What's here for this gentleman? <laughs> what? How long have you had that mustache? How long have you had that mustache? Yeah, a lot of newer gentlemen trying to get on that train. That's right. That's right. Well, you look great, and I love your hat, and I'm happy you're here. What? Oh, you know what? I've totally been breaking the law for a while. I mean, we have like a range of uh, ages here, but I have never specifically indicated who in the room was the old fart. And now I'm gonna never, I'm never gonna forget to do that again. You're kidding me. He's 86. What am I even going to be able to talk about that is relevant to you? Oh, no. Okay, number one, do you want to come up and do some time? Also, number two, you are not allowed to come up and do some time. Also, follow up. Stop telling your morbid jokes from the audience. Well, we're worried about our lives too, sir. Sorry that you're 86, but I'm 31, so. How about yelling at a, a gentleman who's uh, 55 years older than you about how you're having like an, an existential crisis? I feel like a real piece of shit. Thank you for the one whistle on that. The good old days that I'm talking about uh, wasn't like uh, soda shops or whatever. I just wish I could go back to... Do you remember when we were like all in relationships and we deliberately did bad things? early in the relationship because then it was like, well, I've already ruined it. <laughs> Do you guys remember that phase in all of our lives? Do you remember like early and you cheat? You know, you cheat fast and you cheat hard, you know, just cause like, then it's out of the way. You've already wrecked it. Along for those days. Or like, do you remember when we were first all um, experimenting uh, sexually? Do you remember that? When we were first all experimenting sexually and, uh, and then the, you know, there were rumors about who had done what, you know, and everybody had done pretty much nothing. <laughs> but rumor-wise, at least one person blew on a penis. <laughs> blew on a penis. <laughs> you remember that rumor? Do you remember those days? 
when that was what you had to worry about? That gentleman. He just, that's when he found out. Sorry. It's like, you're not supposed to, I'm out of, anyway, um. Do you remember those days? Do you remember when we, you remember when that was what we worried about? When it was that and it was like, you know, um, getting into college. Or, uh, you know, not crashing our parents' cars. Remember those days? Or getting internships in fields that didn't relate to anything we wanted to do. Remember those days? Or... You know, deciding whether or not we were going to go back to college after we tried it. And it was, like, more terrible than we anticipated in some ways. Um, in other ways, you know, a lot better. Remember those days? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. A woman who's audibly asking, what is she talking about? I feel a lot lately like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so therefore, I can't possibly know if I'm doing it. <laughs> Just all the time. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be eating, but I'm so hungry. <laughs> so I'm just eating whatever. My girlfriend's a vegetarian, so I'm just eating veggie hot dogs. Like, all the time. I feel sick. But that animal that I didn't eat sure feels good. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing career-wise, uh, just because, you know, we're all in this... In this uh, we're all trying to make a living in an uncharted world. Nobody can tell you how to do it. Nobody can tell you if you're making the right decisions. Nobody can tell you less jean jacket, more jean jacket. Nobody can tell you. You just have to wake up every day and make a decision. You have to stick with it, regardless of whether or not it could change during the day even. Maybe you had a veggie hot dog. Now the jean jacket doesn't fit so well, but you still already have it. And you have packed an additional denim shirt and a hoodie, but they're both in your car, and now you're in the venue. Your office is too hot. And then they put on the air conditioning. Whoops, now you're freezing. How are we supposed to navigate this? How are we supposed to navigate this? We don't know what we're doing. What are we supposed to be doing? I think this image is really what I'm talking about. Um, I was having lunch over the weekend, and a woman was walking down the street uh, with her dog and uh, her, like, partner. And uh, the partner was holding the dog's leash. So for a minute, she forgot that she was walking a dog. But she also had, like, a, a poop bag in her hand. She just, in that moment, when she forgot about the dog, realized that there was something in her hand with weight. <laughs> and so she started doing one of these. Just twirling it around, just twirling it, just twirling it. And then I saw the moment in her eyes where she was casually twirling shit in front of a restaurant. Just casually twirling shit 
in front of a restaurant and then she realized what she was holding. And she put it down by her side. I saw some remorse in her eyes. Sometimes I feel like that lady. I just feel like I can't remember whether or not I'm holding this shit. Or if I'm at the restaurant. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Do you know what I mean? So nothing on this. I just want one brave person to say, yes, Cameron Esposito, I totally know what you mean. And I'll wait. Thank you so much. That person right there. That person right there. Not even where I expected it to come from. I thought it would be these people in the front. They have the hot seat. No, from the back. You totally do know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. You're like, I will yell out in this darkened theater where she cannot even see my face. Is that what you're supposed to be doing? I don't know. It seems like there's a show going on. Maybe you're not supposed to talk. That guy, I shut him down real quick. But you are supposed to talk, because I was pausing then. These are the lives that we're living. We're just doing the best we goddamn can. Am I right, guys? Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, what a hot, what a hot start. And I don't mean hot like, oh, a laugh a minute. I mean emotionally real and resonant. Oh, I'm sorry if my jokes are not observations about airplanes all the time. Sometimes they are. Sorry if they're about real-life people and humans and humanity. We're going to get the show started. It's going to be a great show. Are we ready to support the shit out of this show? Awesome. Hey, this first comic up, I was just at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival with this gentleman. He was hilarious there. I was so excited that I saw his performance there. I knew we had to get him to put your hands together as soon as possible. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear right now from Mr. Sean Perlman. Give it up for Sean. Come on! All right. Let's have another round of applause for Cameron, everybody. She's great. Uh, I recently rewatched the movie The Boondock Saints, uh, and uh, yeah, I gotta say, it really holds up. Like it still sucks. Yeah. I'm glad that most of you laughed at that, uh, because I remember doing that joke one time. I got to the end of the setup where I was like, I recently watched The Boondock Saints, and it really hold up, held up. And then just a giant thunderous round of applause from the audience. And at that point, all I could really do was... So what other movies have I seen recently? <laughs> yeah, it was awkward. Um, I, uh, I just saw Frankenweenie, the movie Frankenweenie. And uh, I, don't, like, I don't mean to sound pretentious in any way, but I like Tim Burton when it wasn't cool to like Tim Burton. You know what I mean? Meaning right now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This is a snarky set, you guys. <laughs> Real snark. I should have warned you about the snark attack that was ahead, yeah. Like, I am like the Perez Hilton of comedians, and uh, that is way better than being the Perez Hilton of celebrity bloggers. Yeah, snark attack, another one. Um, 
I, uh, I love movies, um, and I, I think I, I consider myself like a cinema purist. Uh, like, I shut off a porn parody the other day because I hadn't seen the original movie that it was based on. <laughs> like, I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. Like, what did I think what would, what would happen? You know, like, I'd be sitting there watching the movie later, and, uh, and then I'd be like, oh, come on! You mean to tell me that Gandalf does fuck the hobbits? <laughs> I thought for sure that was exclusive to the porn parody. Uh, I'm from L.A., everybody. I'm born and raised here. And uh, L.A. is a nice place to visit, but I don't want to live. <laughs> There's a stereotype about uh, Los Angeles that uh, the women here are shallow. And I definitely don't think that's true for all the women, but I think it's true for some of the women. Like, I asked this girl out once, and she refused to go on a date with me because of the kind of car I live in. <laughs> Sorry I don't live in a Mercedes-Benz, ladies. There's a, uh, there's a billboard in my neighborhood. It says, HIV tests, one-minute results. I think that's way too short for HIV tests. <laughs> Like, I was worried that as soon as you walk in there, they would just stab me with an HIV-infected needle and be like, the results are in! You have AIDS. I'm an American, uh, and other countries view Americans as kind of entitled. Uh, and I personally have never felt entitled until I had to scroll to the bottom of a drop-down menu to select United States and a list of countries. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, God. People in Afghanistan have it so easy. <laughs> Not fair. Do any of you guys work at an office right now? Anybody work in an office right now? Here's something I want you guys to try. Tomorrow morning, as soon as you step in there, what you say to your coworkers, nobody better talk to me until I get my morning cup of coffee. And then just never get that coffee. <laughs> like you'll have more energy from not having those shitty mundane conversations than you would ever have from that cup of coffee. I promise you that. Uh, you know what's better than coffee, though, is Adderall. Adderall. I love Adderall. It's the best. Uh, like PCP... You think you can do anything in the world, but it's way more practical. Like on PCP, you'd be like, I can fly! And on Adderall, you'd be like, let's locate flight schools in my area and compare reviews! <laughs> I think it'd be terrifying doing stand-up on LSD, you know? Because I'm terrified right now. <laughs> And I am on fucking LSD, everybody. Wow. You guys are a fantastic statue garden, and I mean that. Uh, I uh, recently bought way too much cocaine. You guys ever do that, huh? No one here is ridiculously wealthy, even though I just told you I live in my car and this set has no logical continuity whatsoever. I bought way too much cocaine, and I said to myself, whoa, looks like my eyes were bigger than my nose which is weird because I'm Asian and Jewish. <laughs> that was pretty clever, if I can speak for you guys, if that's okay, speak for you guys. 
there's all these scandals nowadays about teachers having sex with their students. And I'm thinking to myself, why wasn't that kind of thing going on when I was a teacher? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, this, might, this isn't going to be a very popular opinion, but I don't think that sex offenders can fully be held accountable for their actions because I think in some way the government has something to do with the actions of sex offenders in this country. I do, because I think that the government tempts sex offenders. Because if they didn't want to do that, then why would they make the speed limit so low in residential school zones, you know? Like, even if they make it past, you throw in a crossing guard, and he's like, dude, stop. Check out these little ducklings all in a row. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. You've been great. Sean Perlman. Let's hear it for Sean. He's hilarious. I love that guy. How is, how is your... Uh, are you having a Sapporo? How is it? Yes? That's a very classy and, like, kind of... It makes you an interesting person that you're drinking that. You know, like, a little bit. You're like, I wanna, can I have your most Japanese beer, please? I'm gonna go to a comedy show, so... That's very interesting of you. Yeah, you're welcome. What was your day like? What'd you do today? You went to work. What do you do for a living? You work at a VW dealership? Oh, that's better, obviously. Yeah. You work at a BMW dealership. Sorry, didn't mean to downgrade you. That's what do you do at the BMW dealership? You're a technician. Like you fix you fix the cars? You fix BMWs? Do you say yes, ma'am? Oh my god. You are killing it. You've like a you have like a high class but hands-on job. Plus you're drinking an interesting foreign beer. And you're a polite man. You just said yes, ma'am. Yeah. So that's mm. <laughs> I'm into it, is what I have to say. Yeah. You're welcome. Not like I didn't not you you understand this is I'm not a Okay. <laughs> I'm not one of those. How are you doing? Yeah, did you all, what did you t do today? You went to school. What do you study? You study marketing. Very interesting. What or what kind of Okay. How do you feel about the Doritos Locos campaign? <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. That's like, I mean, I, I just out of nowhere, I'm just guessing that's probably one of the most successful marketing campaigns in like the last year. So I don't know if that's come up in class yet, but tomorrow you should be like, I'm pretty sure we should be covering the Doritos Locos campaign. And then just leave the class. And you will have taught it that day. <laughs> you hate marketing? You're not into it? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I was a theology major in college. So, I'm an atheist. <laughs> Similar reasoning. <laughs> but I will say... If anybody's got a great marketing campaign, it's a uh, God that doesn't exist. Am I right? 
what a campaign, you know? Let's hear it for this couple right here. Is, they're great. Hey, I am so excited uh, that this next performer could be here tonight. I'm, I like really am super excited about it. He's a creator of uh, the show's home movies and Metalocalypse. So kind of a cool, yeah, yes, that's right. Audible yells. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brendan Small. Give it up for Brendan. Come on. So what are you working on a story for? What are you working on? Oh, I'm just, I'm just working on like, when I have free time and I have some, I'm trying to make sure I have more time to perform than I usually do because I've been in production for the last like seven years on the show. Right. And before I did that, I used to perform like uh, four times a week and it's gone down to once a month and stuff. So I keep on trying to book stuff and just trying to come up with new stuff. And uh, and that was a funny story that, uh, that was a true story. And uh, I wanted to kind of fine tune it a little bit, and still I'm barfing through it and, and uh, I'm figuring it out. It's also interesting, I mean, because because a lot of comics actually talk about being comics, right? But you have this whole other thing going on because right. yeah. you can also talk about band stuff and like that yeah. whole world. It's a very different thing. It yeah. is a different. And a what? lot of times it's not funny at all. It's just it's very boring. <laughs> like the weird right. shit doesn't happen sure. that often. Yeah. It's just like in your life as a comic. Weird shit doesn't happen to you. No, yes, that's true. You have to make fun of helicopters or whatever it is. Right, exactly. You know what is funny is um, years ago, I I used to live in Chicago, and I was uh, for like a brief period of time working at the House of Blues when uh, Death Clock came on tour through there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw the... So I saw your tour because oh, you I was did. like okay, yeah. actually just working at the venue. Right. Um, that is a wild thing. That's a crazy show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even more crazy now as it keeps. What is it fun. like now? Well, it's just it's 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 a little bit bigger. The story is just better. The mm-hmm. the kind of the continuity from the beginning of the end of this, the cohesiveness of sure. the whole show is more. I think it's funnier. I think it's more so it's fun. Still, you guys are still doing like a. Yeah, we have like a an big. Over, there's a screen. We have like a, a big movie theater size LCD screen right. behind us that's completely. Uh, it, it's connected to a click track that the drummer has in his headset, so he hears this click track, and he's counting us in for songs, and he's playing along with the the big film that's, right. you know the, the animated pre-produced thing and what happens is he, uh, he it's all up to him our drummer Gene Hoagland that's wild and he's an amazing drummer and he's got an amazing time and if we do our job right then every single downbeat is coinciding, coinciding with a cut and you get this very big you know wow, a that's massive really, that's synergy that's actually really nuts you know? well even the idea is interesting because I mean since you guys are actually making the it's not I mean when does that happen that you guys are actually making the music and then they're and it coincides right, yeah, with yeah. the yeah and never yeah we're playing like, that's we're a playing crazy to a picture, thing yeah. just to happen in general it's fun the, the, but I, it worked really well well the idea is to have the band good enough where it can stand alone on its own and then to have the visuals interesting enough I where guess you, that's if, you what know, I mean it's yeah. not like a fake it's not like a right. Brady Bunch sort of like right. we're not we're not playing weird television yeah. things like you're actually a band yeah. this is I'm with, I'm with like some of the most talented musicians yeah you guys are great musicians and then there happens to be a show sort of going from that, which I feel like hasn't yeah. really been represented very much in TV. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it comes from, you know, like old rock operas and stuff like that, where there is story inside of these ridiculous things, you know. Yeah. I mean, even in our songs, or, or there's a little bit of an arc. As, as we continue on, we have more of an arc and more comedy and more stuff that's thrown in. So it's really fun to have people moshing in pits and then laughing afterwards, <laughs> you know. So they, they don't know what to do with this show. So are you, you know? touring... 
coming up? Do you guys have anything coming up? We have up? nothing coming up. I have a project that that uh, I'll probably be able to talk about next week. That, okay. But, uh, well, we'll look for yeah. you on uh, all going the social to, media things. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to uh, 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 this is big heavy metal um, no, it's Thursday. A heavy metal award ceremony called the Golden Gods where I'm up for guitarist of the year against Kim Thiel from Soundgarden and uh, and uh, Rush and all these other metal bands. So I'm going to lose to very famous guitarists. What are you going to yeah. wear? What do you wear to like a metal? I don't know because I don't. I don't. Not, I mean, you see me. I'm not a very heavy metal person, and I'm. I, that makes yeah. you more metal. You realize that, right? Cause I it's don't like, know. Yeah. There's a there's a line there where if yeah. you're wearing like a sweater, yeah. but I know you play metal, and yeah. that's almost more hardcore. You know what I I'm saying? I usually wear like, a sweater and jeans. Or, yeah. Yeah, or just like, yeah, I don't I don't have any tattoos, and I, I'm not going to get them, because I think it would be embarrassing for everyone else to have to see me try to become metal. Or, um, well, listen, I like Woody Allen and Albert Brooks. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I hope you, I hope you, uh, I hope you win. I hope well, thank you. Oh, really? That's very, that very nice of you. Yeah. Really, and yeah. uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Guys, Brendan Small, one more time for Brendan. You can always see him with his band, Death Clock. If you want to, you should do that. You're shaking your head yes. Awesome. Uh, hey, we're going to keep the show right on rolling. This next performer, he has a he has a comedy show that sort of also happens in like what I think might actually be an empty airplane hangar. Um, so it's like a rave. And a show. So it's called Crave. It's a comedy show rave. It's a fucking great time. So you should check that out, and also you should watch him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Alex Hooper. Give it up for Alex! Thanks, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Good to be out supporting live comedy. Good to support live music as well. A couple weeks ago, I unironically went to a punk show. Who do you guys think was a better band? Pussy Cow or Fart Barf? Wait, before you answer, does it change your opinion if you knew that Pussy Cow was spelled with dollar signs? The answer is still fart barf, everybody. Pussy Cow sucked. Now, I know you guys are looking at me up here like I'm a pretty cool Carl, get myself into a lot of funky situations. Well, that's true. But I get myself into a lot of awkward situations as well. A couple months ago, I went to a birthday party at a black roller skating rink. Which, if you don't know, they're all black roller skating rinks now. Not sure if white people ever had a monopoly on those, but we certainly do not anymore. But I was excited. I strapped the wheels to my feet. I was ready to go skating. But as soon as I got out on the floor, a referee blew his whistle at me and escorted me off the floor because I wasn't skating backwards. Nobody told me that it was only backwards skating time. So I left, embarrassed. I waited 15 minutes on the side when finally the announcer came back on. Said, all right, everybody, backward skating time's over. It's going to be couples only now. Couples only for the next 15 minutes. I don't care if you paid $9 to get in here. If you're not with somebody, get off my floor. So I left again, dejected. Waited another 15 minutes on the side when finally the announcer came back on and said, all right, everybody, couple skating time is over. Now it's time for everybody who came here for Devin's birthday party. Devin's birthday party, get out there. 
You got the floor to yourselves. Enjoy it. 15 minutes later, all right, happy birthday, Devin. Who's got a DUI in this motherfucker? Anybody got a DUI? Want to go skating? DUIs only on the floor. Hopefully you skate better than you drive. Six hours later, any Jews? Any Jews want to go skating? At that point, it was just me by myself for 15 minutes. Showing off, doing laps. I later found out there is such thing as an all-white skating rink. It's called an ice skating rink. <laughs> Wish I'd realized that before. I'm not very good at telling time. The only way I know what time it is is when my Norton antivirus pops up on my PC and tells me that it's time to renew. Because I always go, no, 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 Norton. Tell me again in 15 days. 15 days equals one Norton of time in my life. Right? There's 24 Nortons in a year. One week is a half Norton. I'm 683 Nortons old. That's 4,117 dog Nortons. For those of you keeping track. Norton's persistent though, man. I've had my PC for eight years and every 15 days he pops up like that little annoying kid in elementary school. Just like, come on, Alex, put me on the team. I'll protect you against the bullies. And I always have to be like, no, Norton, back up, nerd. I got this myself. At this point, Norton is my virus. I can't get rid of this guy. I am convinced Norton was invented solely to remind you to purchase Norton. I recently learned that a lot of action stars changed their names to sound cooler for their movies. Like Vin Diesel was actually born Mark Sinclair Vincent. Nicolas Cage was born Nicolas Kim Coppola. Jet Li was born Airplane Lee. <laughs> Little known fact about that guy. Hard to believe, I know, but my doctor recently told me that I have high blood pressure. So I told him he had a stupid tie. He told me, that's a stethoscope. Point Dr. Boaz. I think the reason I have high blood pressure, though, is because I eat at all the food trucks. Like, I'm so addicted to them. I love them so much. The other day, I saw a brand new one parked on Melrose. I stopped at it, ready to eat. It turned out it was an HIV mobile testing station. That was the second worst taco I have ever had. Coincidentally, the worst taco I ever had is how I got to the HIV mobile testing station in the first place. Life comes full circle, guys. See how that works? Oh, man. I, uh, I travel a lot. I travel a lot. I, I, uh, I've been a lot to the Midwest. I don't like it. I've never been to the Middle East. But the Middle East, I do know they have NPR over there. Uh, great program. Kuwait, wait, don't tell me. If you're over there, make sure you listen to that. You can live stream it here. But there's so many countries in the Middle East that it's really hard to keep track of them all. So I came up with a little saying to better remember the countries in the Middle East. And it goes like this. I Saudi, Iraqi, I ran. Oh man. Syria? Kuwait. It's 
real turkey, Jordan? <laughs> Dubai, Pakistan, Chad, Qatar. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, guys. I'm a winner. One more thing to tell you before I don't jump out of here. I know you guys want me over there. There's gonna be more show, don't you worry. I'm getting older, guys. I just turned 17 last week. Um, thing is, though, my dad, he's really old. He's almost 70 years old, and every time I talk to him, he says the same thing. He goes, no matter what, Alex, you're not gonna put me in one of those homes. I won't go to one of those homes. First of all, I've never threatened to put him there. But what my dad doesn't understand, what many elderly people don't get, going to a senior home is not punishment. That's college too. The musical, back to the dorms. All of your friends live in the same building. You eat your meals at the same time, at the same place, except they're wheeling you around and constantly force feeding pills down your throat to make you feel awesome. And the best part, your kids pay for that. Your kids are gonna pay for you to go to college all over again. You know they say STDs run rampant through senior homes? Obviously, you know what else does? Partying! Everyone there is single and just got out of a long-term relationship. I'm Alex Hibber, guys, enjoy the rest of the show. Awesome. We're gonna keep it right on rolling. Uh, this next comic, this is actually, this is true. So it's such a, it's so, so wonderful to bring him to the stage right now. Uh, this next comic was my first favorite comic that like I got to see live. When I was, uh, when I started in Chicago, he was just a few years uh, further into his career than me and I loved his shit. So he's like my first, my first big, big old dude that I love to watch tell jokes into a microphone. Isn't that fun? Yeah. yeah. And, and then he lives here in LA now, so you get to see him on the show, which I'm really, really happy about. Let's hear right now from Mr. Robert Buscemi, guys. Give it up for Robert. Hello, children. How are you? So I'm apparently um, Cameron's uh, Pleistocene age. So I'm just nothing but tar beneath the feet. I'm the uh, old dinosaurs that died for her to have life. She's the giant mammal era, era, and I'm a pterodactyl. Got knocked out of the sky from a broom or something. Remind me not to improvise. So my name's Robert Buscemi, and uh, a lot of people ask me because of my last name, are you related? And uh, he's my aunt. So, uh, and I know, what, I know what you're thinking. Wow, this Robert Buscemi is one pretty peacock. <laughs> well, if you think I look good now, wait till you see me emerge glistening from your shower. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel sorry for people listening at home that they can't see my face? <laughs> um... So I get a lot of compliments on my hat collection, which I prefer my hat collection better the first time around when it was called a beautiful head of hair. <laughs> oh, you like that, huh? A little pain? <laughs> that please you? 
Um, so a friend of mine posts online the other day, she says, um, on Facebook, she says, uh, if anyone knows of any jobs of any kind, you let me know. <laughs> and some time passed, and finally I just said, I don't know, some people are dentists? <laughs> Um, I love the game of chess. I don't know about you guys, but I love chess. The rules of chess haven't changed in a long, long time, uh, thousands of years. So theoretically, theoretically, I could have sat across the chess table from Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> and we'd be playing the same game. I always feel like I could have taken him. Because <laughs> he'd be so preoccupied thinking about how much he hated about how much he hated liberalism and feminism <laughs> and the homosexual agenda <laughs> that I'd smokehouse him with a classic with a classic prog phalanx. <laughs> Jesus only had twelve followers, but they retweeted him a lot. <laughs> you like that little joke for the youths? Um, but that's if you ever want to wind up a fundamentalist uh, when, when you raise your glass you, you make the toast you say here's to the first fish to crawl out of the sea <laughs> and that gets them all worked up <laughs> you know the polite thing is if you don't feel a huge laugh welling up out of you on joke number 15 <laughs> but 1 through 14 just tickled you pink Maybe fake it just a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's, just, yeah. it's like holding the door open or something. It's just manners. But I am really good at I am really good at sex. Recently, they retired. Hey, hey, no! I hadn't gotten to the punchline. It was a little quick of you all to. It's not, you know, it's. <laughs> One of my ex-partners, Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I am, I am pretty good at sex. They recently retired my sleep number. <laughs> that was where I'd planned for you to laugh. But I got, you know, I don't have, I've, I've been putting on a little weight lately. But I don't tell people I'm fat anymore because, I mean, what is fat? Fat is the body's way of storing up for leaner, leaner times. So I just tell people I'm really prudent. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's true. Women like a man who stores fat in his back. So, uh, and I do, I do care, I do care about my body. That's why I treat it like I would a stranger I'm interested in. I ignore it and hope it'll do something to impress me. <laughs> and I'm actually thinking about starting a men's big and tall pants store. Call it Britches Be Trippin'. <laughs> And I, 
I had to <clears throat> I had to break up with a woman recently. I felt really bad, and I didn't know how to do it. So I, I looked at her right in the eye, and I said, you know nothing of the sea. <laughs> and I got the hell out of there. <laughs> Who likes to hear that? We all, you know, you want to feel like you know something of the sea. <laughs> and I actually figured out what women like recently. They like loud sports arguing. So that's your angle. And um, I've actually been dating a real doll, late, real doll lately. She's a painted Russian wooden nesting doll. <laughs> and she's number two in a group of eight, so she's one of your bigger gals, which I like. And at first she seemed real empty inside, but once I got her to open up, she was full of personalities. <laughs> you groan at me, fuckers. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Nothing says we disapprove of this pregnancy like a Subway sandwich platter at the baby shower. <laughs> um, the answer to that question is you're not smart enough. <laughs> How mean was that? Look, I have to hold on to something up here, people. Um, all right, I have to get out of here in a second, but let me ask you a question. What do you think is faster, an ostrich or another pretty much exactly as fast ostrich? <laughs> but then, so... And it's weird, I was talking to my uh, endocrinologist. <laughs> I was talking to my endocrinologist before the show, ex-endocrinologist. And um, it is weird, you don't think about a, a penguin as having innards necessarily, do you? Doesn't it seem like you go in there and there's just more penguin? <laughs> like an eraser, almost. <laughs> you'll find it's not the case. Um, if anyone knows of any other better material I should be performing, <laughs> you can email me. My email address, no reply at Mailer Damon. Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Buscemi. Let's hear it for Robert. He has a bunch of albums out. I think the most recent one is called One Pretty Peacock. I believe that is the most recent. You should uh, check his, uh, his albums. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. We've been thinking about that shit for weeks. That penguin. You know what I mean about that penguin. What's going on with that penguin? How are you doing? Yeah, what did you do today? You went to school. What do you go to school for? You go to school for nursing. That, that's awesome for so many reasons. Number one being your giant arm tattoo. That's, that's like a... Yeah, you're breaking a lot of stereotypes. You're a real hardcore nurse. I'm into it. That's cool. Thank you for your future service. You're going to help us a lot. You're going to save a lot of our lives. Uh, and it's going to be kind of gross. There's going to be some gross stuff happening. 
but you're already, yeah, I know you will. I can tell. You're so relaxed about it, and you're so hip, cool with your arm tattoo, plus good-fitting shirt. Yeah. How does it feel to be a gender, uh, or rather sex pioneer? How does it feel to be a pioneer for your sex in, uh, in nursing? Do you feel, does that feel like a lot of weight on your shoulders? No, you're just like, everybody's cool with it? Nobody ever hassles you? You don't ever feel like everybody else that is your sex but in your same field is playing video games together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to relate to you. Because <laughs> I'm sex atypical for my job. A lot of dudes in this field. Almost feels like, you know, we got a lot in common. What'd you say? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. This coming from a man. <laughs> I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's at all. So it doesn't feel. Does it not feel weird at all? Nobody ever like mentions it. Doesn't come up. Nobody ever is like. And how is it being a male nurse? Nobody ever asks you that question. There's no articles about it. Nobody ever <laughs> writes articles about how you can't be a nurse. You couldn't possibly. How could a man even find a vein? They don't write those articles. <laughs> Men aren't even nursy. They don't even, none of that says, nobody says that. Hmm. Really? They're not like, you didn't create life, therefore what would you know about it? Nobody's ever said that? Nothing? None of this? None of this. What about your family when you were like, I'm going to be a nurse? What, was your, what did your family say? They were like, cool. Okay, all right. Uh, Have you, have you ever been to like a, do like nurses hang out with each other? Are there are a lot of like nurse parties or what? Festivals? <laughs> nursing festivals? You ever gone to a nursing festival? <laughs> yeah, mostly go to a bar. That's kind of a nursing festival. Nurse that drink, am I right? Okay. <laughs> nursing podcast or anything? <laughs> podcast about what it's like to be a male in nursing to be a dude in, in nursing yeah you should start that podcast that doesn't exist but you should start it that's interesting huh huh I think that actually makes me more mad like I'm not I'm not sad for you I just thought for a minute that we were both gonna be like you know taking down the man but it turns out whoops you are that guy I mean technically Are there any uh, are there any dudes here that besides this gentleman right here that work in like uh, sex atypical fields that do other jobs that are not generally majority male jobs? Okay, a lot of lumberjacks. <laughs> you fix a car, I get it. This guy's pretty for a living, but in a masculine way. Look at his hair. Are there any other are there any other women that do uh, sex atypical jobs? What are you all? What are you all doing? Is that just something that's never occurred to you? Everybody here just, all the women are at home and all the men go work? What are we talking about here? Okay. You're an engineer. There it is, yeah. Yeah. That's totally sex atypical. Yeah! Yeah! You're an engineer. Do you, does that ever feel 
does that ever feel weird or is it just not a huge deal? Um, yeah. Do you do you work in a place where you are like one of many engineers? Uh-huh. You worked in a factory? You were only a woman. How many how many what was the ratio? What are we talking about here? 20 men and then you. And then you were like Yeah, you were like, "Hey." Well, first of all, you were like, "Hey." Okay. They like to golf. But you didn't like to golf? What are you into? Not golfing. Other stuff. Comedy shows. Obviously. Um, did they ever do like lots of pull-ups at the office or other stuff you couldn't <laughs> compete with? I don't know what it's like. That's, that's very intense. That is like, that's a really similar, similar ratio to, to stand-up. Maybe actually we might even be, that sounds similar, maybe even uh, less chicks in this, in this job. Um, it, which is only interesting because not that I, I feel very accepted and I feel very connected to a lot of my male, my peers. I, I feel like very welcomed. But it is also funny because like the male perspective is also the perspective. So like when people are like, why are you talking about female ejaculation when you should just be talking about ejaculation? <laughs> Do you guys understand? They're both just ejaculation! <laughs> I know there's a child here. <laughs> and he should know this. <laughs> okay. Getting a little bit of pushback from you guys on whether or not uh, ejaculation and female ejaculation are both just ejaculation, but I believe the nurse is going to back me up. Yeah. yeah, he says that I'm right. Okay, awesome. Guys, we got two comics left. Do we have it in our hearts for two more awesome comics? Well, I'm so excited uh, to have this next comic on the show. I've known her for years. She's also very, she's uh, very popular on the, old, on the old Twitter, which is really cool to see that happen for like a friend who's constantly retweeted by many. Uh, very famous and other tweet tweet people. She's a real tweeter. And I like her for that reason and other reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Lauren Ashley Bishop. Let's hear it for Lauren. Come on. Hi, how are you? It's great to be known as a tweeter. That means I sit in my bedroom for four days at a time sometimes, crying into my keyboard. Jesus Christ, you're proper. I can't even handle it. I'm so sorry. I've got a whole set, but I just had to handle that for a moment. It's lovely. Do you work in an Italian men's designer's shop? Okay. You, sh you could. I just want to open that up to you. Look, I've had wheatgrass. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I had one of those days where I was like, I don't like myself, I'll drink dirt, that'll make it better. Like, how bad do you have to be to have a shot of dirt and be like, maybe this will help? That's where my self-esteem is at. I was jogging uh, uh, up Franklin the other day, and uh, you know, sometimes guys will honk at you, they'll be like, mur, mur, and you're like, I'm sure they're honking at someone else. No, but this time, this guy like made the effort, he leaned out of his window and he was like, so most girls would be like, I feel so pretty. Yeah, I look good 
in my yoga pants. That's, that's not where I'm at in life. I immediately was like, there must be a hole in my yoga pants. <laughs> so on Franklin, which you all stood on, you're all familiar, not a quiet street, even in the daytime hours. On Franklin, I was like, there must be a hole in my yoga pants. So I was like, just trying to real nonchalantly in the daylight be like, Like, just trying to find it. <laughs> Immediately after which, I turned around and I saw a guy in a bike who was like, what the fuck? And almost went into traffic. <laughs> That's how bad my self-esteem is. I'm hurting other people. <laughs> LOL. BRB, single gunshot. Um... Uh, it, this is, I'm experiencing a lot of new things right now. Uh, a, I can see you, which I know you're like, that's normal. No, I just got LASIK. Uh, I just got LASIK. So this is the first time I've ever seen an audience at UCB. Looking good, everybody. Looking good. Uh, yeah, let a man laser my eyes, still afraid of love. Sure. Okay. All right. But here's the thing, like he was like, your vision is not 2020, even with your glasses. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. He was like, no, I don't think you understand. We can't get you to that point. I was like, I've never seen anything better than 2020 anyway. Like, what am I going to know the difference? Magic. He did it. So I now see better than I've ever seen before. I did not better. Ladies and gentlemen, I see shit I've never seen before in my life. Like, I went to Griffith Park and was like, do you guys see these colors? Like, I've never seen this stuff in my life. The colors are so bright. I'm seeing colors on the spectrum I didn't know existed. Everything is popping. Do you know what that sounds like? Not you. You're too young. You've got colored shoes on. Yeah, mushrooms. I am fucking flipping out. I have been tripping for two weeks. Totally sober. I've been tripping on mushrooms for two weeks. Don't. It's not good. Don't try it. It's great. Uh, but it's so weird because I'm driving down the street and I feel like I'm high. Like, have you ever driven on mushrooms? Don't do it. But I did it once in college. It's just like Super Mario Kart. <laughs> And so cops will pull up to me, and I'm like, fuck, they know. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I haven't even had a vodka in, like, seven days, and I'm absolutely losing my mind. Uh, um, it's so nice to be, like, back. Uh, I've been on tour for a long time in the red states. You guys familiar with those? <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoy going and talking to people of different beliefs, but even, like... Like when they heckle, it's just it's just a whole different ball game. So it's so nice to look out at you and I'm like, you've read a book, right? I know you have. <laughs> They're uncertain. Uh, the last the last club show I did in a red state, it was like right after Obama won, and I don't know, like I was saying something so nonchalantly, I was like, whew, glad Obama won. Like I don't think I can go back to a white president, and uh, <laughs> which is true, and. Uh, <laughs> But Red State, uh, uh, Kirk is what I'm going to call him because that's probably what his name was. <laughs> he's got to yell out right then. He's like, get a job! I was like, you're at my job. <laughs> I couldn't have more of a job right now. <laughs> There's literally no more of a job I could have. You're paying my salary right now. 
that's gonna be real hard when you figure that out when you get home. That's gonna, that's gonna hurt. Uh, a lot of changes in my family uh, this year. I just became an aunt, and uh, it's fine. I didn't know, I took no part in that. And my brother was so excited when he called me. He was like, hey, guess what? We're eating for two. I was like, ah, oh, guess what? I'm drinking for everyone. <laughs> The truth is, actually, uh, that I am eating for two. Yeah, I'm not pregnant, but I was like, fuck it, why wait? <laughs> I do suffer from depression, and it has made me, like, I'm a binge eater, and I've gained so much weight. And I know what you're saying. You're like, mm, you don't look that big. Here's the rule, okay? When the size you start off at is the square root of the size you end up at, you get to cry. Ooh, yeah. But you know what? Feelings are delicious. But I would binge eat so much that porn became unrealistic to me. I'd watch and I would be like, come on, man, that's bullshit. Who would have sex while the pizza was getting cold? Don't buy it. But it made my self-confidence level bottom out just to be such a different size than I normally am at. You know, like normally if a guy that I was with asked me for a strip tease, I'd be like, oh yeah, I bet you want that, don't you? <laughs> and I give it to you. I give it to you real slow. <laughs> now, if a guy asks me for a strip tease, I just assume he wants it in reverse. <laughs> like, yeah, girl, put it on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, put it all on. Yeah, ooh, girl, the way you cover up that skin. Damn, that got me hot. Damn, you looking better. Damn, button that shit off. Fuck, girl. Fuck. Oh, damn, girl, pull that ski mask on. I don't even want to see your face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, now back it up. Back it up slowly away from me. Ooh, you getting blurry. Ooh, you getting super blurry. Damn, girl, you blurring into the wall. I can't even, I can't even tell if it's you or not. Yeah, girl, put that parka on. I don't even want to know that you're a human. Yeah, now back it up. Back it up out of my house. Are you out? Get out. Get out. Yeah! I'll end you with this joke. What's the best invention in the world? Right, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. But what's the second best invention of the world? It's a baby changing station. Because what if you don't like your baby? And you want to change it. Thank you guys, I'm Lauren Ashley Bishop. Okay, so, so you have like, I just checked because I wanted to see. You have like 38K. It's weird. Twitter followers. It's weird, isn't it? When did you did you start like right when? No, no. You're I just good at it. You're very good at it. I think like I think that I hit a couple of mavens like early on, where it just becomes exponential like randomly. You yes. know, like there were a couple of people who saw me and like when they retweet their stuff yeah 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 uh, you know when they retreat then like a bunch of their people find you yeah 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 you know so there are a couple people early on that just happened to be like oh that's a funny tweet and I don't know how they saw it like maybe it was with stream or whatever yeah but it's then it just becomes exponential right like the 
then all their followers follow you, and then they're retweeting you, and then, yeah, right. that's a very interesting... It's not like one person, like, word of mouth is on the street being like, did you hear this tweet? This tweet is great. Is it ever weird to you that you can't... So it's almost like the cool thing is you can reach so many people. Yeah. And then the weird thing is, like, you can literally reach way more people than you'll ever, like, see in yeah. one place. It's very different than stand-up. Stand-up is so personal and immediate. Well, it's I, a very different thing. It's a very, it's a it's a completely different medium. And people are like, oh, do you use your Twitter and your stand-up and your stand-up and your Twitter? And you're like, well, like, one kind of is like a platform where you're like, oh, like, I'll think of an idea. and But... You know, I just, like, literally vomit out stuff all day. Like, I don't, like, have draft folders where I think about, like, you know, it's just, like, here, this is, like, where I just kind of am, like, bleh. Here's, you know, it's that caricature of myself. And then I forget that people, like, sometimes I... Sometimes I forget that that many people are reading those, and yeah. I think I think I have to do that because, like, the kind of character that I have is so like, what would Lauren be if there were no consequences and no morals? And uh, so, like, I have to forget that thirty eight thousand yeah, people are. Look at your. Yeah, but it's, it is also I like. Uh, but it's yeah, also why it's not personal. About- because that is the thing is that you're right it's not oh shit <laughs> oh shit it's fine it's fine it's fine guys Lauren Ashley Bishop keep it going for her. hey our final comic tonight he is visiting from Chicago my hometown uh, he also is part of a, a great show there called Comedians You Should Know, which you should ever check out if you ever go to Chicago or if you're listening to the podcast and you're in Chicago right now. Wait, what did I just say to you, audience here that's live? That's right, this show also is released as a podcast. So we love that you're here and you should come every Tuesday to the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. But also, if you ever need to skip a week, let's say you're exhausted. <laughs> Stay home. I will be delivered directly to your ears on every Thursday. So it's a great deal for you, and I'm very happy about it for us. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for your final comic, personal friend of mine, great comic, Mr. Drew Michael, guys. Give it up for Drew! Keep it going for Cameron, everybody else that you've seen in your life, your whole life. Give it up for everybody you've ever seen. In your whole life. Hi. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm deaf. That's a thing. I'm half deaf. That's a real thing. Deal with it. it took me about 27 years to deal with it. So I'm asking you to do it in less time. Uh, I, didn't do, I, I didn't get hearing aids until I was uh, 20 or so. And the reason that I did is because I started like, dating more. And that was like the reason. Uh, was dirty talk. That was the reason. <laughs> dirty talk was the reason that I made the change. Because you... It's, a, it's really whispery. Like, it's a really whispery endeavor, and there's no way to mishear sexily. You can't, right? You can't be like, just, oh, fucking, what was that? Like, that's not a hot thing to say. You know what would be really hot is if you enunciated really well. Can you nail that shit for me? Can you scream it in a well-lit portion of the room so I can read your lips in case I don't get the specifics? I'll still get the gist. Are you into this? All right. Ruins the mood, you know? I'm in a relationship now, which is good. It's better than being single. It's kind of a pick-your-poison scenario, you know? (laughs) Single is the worst. You gotta fucking try to meet somebody out in this nonsense. Like, I don't know how. It's all all texting. That's the only thing you could do is text, right? You get somebody's phone number, you have to text. 
You can't call. 2013 calling is the creepiest shit in the world. When the fuck did that happen? Calling used to be the standard. Now calling is the new climbing through their window. It is creepy as fuck. You call them, they, your name pops up on the caller ID. They go, ah! ah! Their friend's like, who's that? Some guy, I gave him my number, but not to call me! Why? It's tough. It's tough. Love, love is, a, is, is a scary thing. It really is. It's a really intense, scary, dangerous thing, right? It's addictive. It's a drug. Like, they should teach you love in, like, dare. And when you learn about drugs, it, heroin, meth, all right, I'm going to teach you about the real one, love. Buckle up, people. Like, that's what you should learn about. It's because it's fucking crazy. I know. I know what happens on drugs. I've done drugs, right? You smoke weed, you might giggle on your couch or whatever for no reason, fine. You snort coke, you might start an impromptu face-slapping contest at a bar, okay? Fine, right, you eat mushrooms, you're gonna watch your ego dissolve and realize the social constructs are all arbitrary. The idea of possession might trip you out like I own a shirt. <laughs> okay. Right, that happens, but love is the only drug that has ever made me think it was a good idea to go apple picking. There is no other drug in the universe that has warped the paradigm that fucking much that has gotten me to skip around an orchard picking apples off of a contrived tree and then shout, hey, let's race to the top of the hill. Loser pays the winner and tickles. That's not something. I'm 27 years old. I shouldn't say that shit. Oh, man. Tough. Love, love is love is good though, right? It's a good thing. It's a it's it's kind of like the only thing that we have here on this planet, you know. So I feel bad for anybody who who never experiences that, you know. It's a sad existence. So I feel bad for pedophiles because they'll never they'll never feel it. It must fucking suck to be that. For that to be you to want a fucking illegal thing that must suck. Look at how quiet you guys got. I just mentioned them. I just mentioned them. And you're, ah! Could you imagine if someone, someone here might be that. And they got to sit in the back and hope nobody can tell. They can't talk about it. I can't come up here and be like, hey, so I like to fuck kids. I won't do it. Like, you can't say that. You can't even say it. Fucking, there's no Jason Collins of pedophiles. It's not a thing. You can't, you gotta live with that. You have to live with that your whole life. That must be all, that's why I don't like when people make fun of pedophiles. I think it's cowardly, because you're never gonna get called on it. Ooh, the mustache makes you look like a pedophile. <laughs> no one's gonna stand up in the back of the room and be like, hey, what the fuck? That's offensive, those are my people. Nobody's gonna say that shit, because they can't. It, but, like, it's, it's got to be awful. And, like, I don't, there's no sympathy extended to these people. I don't know why. You know, the crux of the gay rights argument is that it's not a choice. Fine. Who's picking pedophile, then? Voluntarily. Who's out there like, yeah, sure, I could fuck adults. But that would be hack mainstream bullshit. 
Nope, not me. I'm more into like indie fucking, like alternative underground hipster fucking, you know? I only like to fuck things before they get big. Do you know what I mean? Nobody say that shit. Who am I to judge, you know? I've done weird shit. I've stalked a girl. It's a real thing. Before you judge me, none of this Facebook bullshit. I was out at her apartment like a man who knows what he wants. I wasn't <laughs> phoning it in over an iPad. I wasn't writing on her wall. I was leaning up against it for like six hours. A very big difference between me and the cyber stalkers. These guys are pussies. She had a restraining order against me. It's a true thing. These are all true things about me. A restraining order against me. Me! My mother's son! <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's a fucked up thing. We got back together a week later. So we had sex. She still had a restraining order against me while... I had sex with a girl who had a restraining order against me. Right? That's crazy. It's hot. Super hot, right? Some of you might think... You might think makeup sex is hot because you've never had restraining order sex. Blows it out of the water. Not even close. Right? It's hot because it's taboo, right? Ideally, a restraining order is supposed to keep you away from the girl. I don't know how far away. It's got to be more than negative 5.9 inches. Gotta be. I'm out of time. You guys have been fun. Enjoy the rest of your lives. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Hi, Drew Michael, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for Drew Michael. Oh, that's awesome. We got that whole thing. That's amazing. See, what you don't even know, and this is also why you should listen to this, is that during the show, I talk to people that are on the show about the show and their lives and comedy and jokes. So, <laughs> Drew just got off stage, and I was talking to Lauren Ashley Bishop. And now I'm on stage recording myself two times. <laughs> two times at once. Which is very awesome. All of this... Uh, made possible because of my excellent co-producer, Mr. Ryan McMenamin, who <laughs> loops it all together and makes it sound beautiful. Also, our stage manager, Rhea Butcher, does an amazing job for us, too. But one more time for Mr. Drew Michael. He's an amazing comic. He's an amazing comic. And uh, guys, that is our show for this week. But like I said, we are here every Tuesday night. You can also follow us on Twitter at at PYHT show. And then we will tell you everybody that was on the show. You can follow them. You can get more laughs in your life. This is a great thing. Have a great night. I'm Cameron Esposito. Take care of yourselves. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together, put your hands together. Hey, 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.